Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You can never be woke enough. That's the problem. It keeps going. It keeps right. going further and further and further down the line. And if you get that to the point where you capitulate, where you agree to all these demands, it'll eventually get to straight white men are not allowed to talk. If we can save only one more life by waiting a couple of weeks longer, uh, I'll sign up for that. An Instagram account launched Sunday called Juiceland Workers' Rights. The details an ongoing dispute over wages and allegations of racism and sexism. Juiceland told KXAN on Saturday it would increase wages to a guaranteed $15 an hour starting Sunday. The company also started drafting a diversity, equity, and inclusion plan in March. Sayonara, Juiceland. Been a good ride, my friends. But the moment you capitulate to these moronic, wannabe, Marxist, loser, punk, ne'er-do-well, good-for-nothing miscreants, it is over. These idiots have nothing better to do. No, you don't hold a freaking diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, seminar inside your juice shops. Screw these people. Fire every damn one of them and start a fresh there are plenty of people who will happily work under the table for money now. Well, maybe not anymore. Under the table. Well, I guess, but yeah. All right. Now, we've got a lot going on, including the theme of today's show, I guess, would be, I don't know, I guess the mask dead enders would be mm-hmm. the theme of today's show. Like in World War II, like in every war, there are pockets of resistance that just continue to hold out <laughs> long after it's... Long after it's relevant, and this has affected us, it's affected people who we're going to talk about, who we've on Twitter, who I've reached out to, but they actually haven't gotten back to us. Mm-hmm. And right now, it's, as a matter of fact, it's happening in the halls of Congress, Alice. Thomas Massey and eight others, let me read this for you. Um, Thomas Massey and, Massey and eight others are holding out in Congress right now, even in defying the sergeant of arms, 
um, and not wearing masks. He said, this is um, three hours ago, said, thought America might like to know this. Few congressmen or staff or guards are wearing masks in the hallways or offices, only on the floor for TV. It's all theatrics, folks. 28 minutes ago, he said, we've had enough. We are refusing to wear our masks on the floor during this vote in spite of Pelosi's threat to take 500 bucks from each of us. Her rule is not based on science. All you need to know is the mask rule has only ever applied to members when they can be seen on TV. And he says, 12 minutes ago, there are at least eight of us now on the floor openly ignoring Pelosi's oppressive, unconstitutional role. So there you go. It is happening there. It is happening in uh, the Merrimack Valley of Massachusetts as well. And it happened last night. you, You probably know if you follow us on social media about this. Two nights ago, during softball, the kids took off their masks. It was all over. We had new guidance saying the kids didn't have to wear masks while fielding or hitting. And at that point, it just made sense. It was all done. Yesterday afternoon, Governor Baker gets on, gets says, okay, starting in 24 hours from now, so starting this morning, you don't have to have a mask whatsoever. You're free to play outdoors. And that really signals, okay, it's, it's over, over. Yesterday, during our uh, softball game... Mm-hmm. It, it, everything was fine, just fine, and uh, going hunky dory. Um, before the game, we practice, and then we go to get to to put on uh, batting helmets and, and hit when the game starts. The umpire says, "Here we go." And the very last thing the coach says is, "Hey, everybody! Somebody in the other team has asked us to if they said they feel more comfortable if we wore, wore masks. So I'm going to need all you girls to wear masks." Through the whole game. I'm going to need you to wear masks the entire time, please. The girls moaned out of disappointment. And they were dispirited. And it's true. It was... Uh, and But they've put on their masks. And and I was highly upset. I wasn't sure exactly what to do. Because I'm an assistant coach on this thing. And um, and I was I called my wife. I, I texted Jerry Callahan. Who I talked about this with today, obviously. And um, I was, I didn't know, should I rip Sally out of the game? Do I, I went actually for a moment to my car to get a mask. Then I said, screw it. I just put it in my pocket. And and then I asked Sally, if my daughter, if she wanted to stay or go based on the mask. She, she wanted to stay. I mean, and, you know, the girls still wanted to play. They're just disappointed. Mm-hmm. And so because one person on the other team, one parent on the other side decided that their kid felt uncomfortable about 25 other kids had to be made to be uncomfortable instead of that one kid. As I coached first base, as they gasped for air, running down to first base throughout the game, I was not pleased, not pleased, not pleased. It's a, uh, it's a, I, I don't want to even think about it. Actually, the more I think about it, the more I get myself uh, upset about this. It, now, I guess you could say that it was one last troll, one last piece of bullying from that parent before Baker's Charlie Baker's Governor Baker's law word whatever came into effect not his law his his regulations came into effect but uh, or went out of effect really the regulation right, right, there right. doesn't have to be a law that you have a right, right. not to wear a mask you naturally have right. the right so not to wear a mask so maybe that was the last thing that it was the last thing um, maybe we're, not though we're, we're, based we're, on this thread from Lowell or the woman's from Lowell right the Twitter well that's so from? yes and she's well she she's a teacher at UMass Lowell I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, we should read that Twitter thread as a matter of fact, but, uh, but now as of now, then mm-hmm. there are, I mean, this was, this was done the way this was done. yesterday was very interesting. It, this, it was just done. Interesting. 
it, it was it was perfectly executed. None of us knew about it. None of us deba- mm-hmm. debated about it. It was a personal plea from one person who was actually a parent of somebody there, not actually the coach, but was running the team because the other coaches mm-hmm. hadn't arrived yet, who made the personal – somebody set him up to make the personal plea, some other parent, to our coach mm-hmm. who uh, just greenlit this thing to himself, which is actually a bit of an overreach uh, because um, the actual – the regulations for softballs said that you only, you didn't have to wear them when fielding or hitting, but then they had to wear them for the whole time. So it was it was unilaterally ratcheted back by our coach, which I'm smiling about right now. But mm-hmm. um, so it, what will you do? So next week, say you're oh no, playing. No, isn't a team. there a game like Wednesday or Friday? Right. So say you're playing your game Wednesday, mm-hmm. and the coach comes to the team and says, "Okay, somebody on the other team said we all have to wear masks again." I believe I will raise hell. I what believe will I will say? raise hell. What will you say? I will say, uh, we can't ask the girls to do that. We've got no authority to do that whatsoever, to ask them to put on something that's going inhibit to their, inhibit their breathing um, when there are no regulations for that whatsoever. In fact, having them wear masks will be more uh, harmful physically to them than not wearing masks. Uh, we know that the CDC doesn't recommend masks, and the state oversight uh, uh, authority doesn't uh, recommend masks. And if somebody feels very uncomfortable in the other team, they can wear masks or triple mask or quadruple mask. But we have no right. We have no authority to be asking people to, to do this, to be asking our team to be wearing masks whatsoever. I didn't bring a mask and I'm mm-hmm. not going to inhibit breathing for a mask. And um, and I, I believe that's what I'm gonna, I would say if they had the audacity to just do it. And maybe they do now. Well, of course they do, because everybody caved the, this time when they do it. Why will anybody feel like they can't do it next time? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I mean, I, it's a small little thing, but I didn't technically cave. I'd never put a mask on. Mm-hmm. I get the feeling. I probably, had I been there, I probably would have told our daughter that she didn't have to. Right. And seen what happened. You know, see if the coach wants to be in an argument with me over it, but I would have told but, my but, kid that they didn't it, have to wear and, it. And that's why it was, it was done so stealthily. Right. That's why... He did not seek feedback from anybody else before explaining to them that he had already offered on their behalf that they would put on masks to make one person feel comfortable. And you can't wait for everybody to be comfortable because there are some people who are just now psychologically messed up by the COVID pandemic and will never be comfortable. Did you see the New York Times story on the people that need to keep wearing masks? No, but I've I've heard. Uh, I don't know if I saw saw that one, but there's a, there's also I think New York Newsday, mm-hmm. an editorial said that we should be prepared to have masks. Yeah, there are always people who are think are sure they're going to get sick, and so, now obviously you've given them now a license to, mm-hmm. you know, to have an action item. Attached right. To- so this New York Times story starts. Whenever Joe Glickman heads out for groceries, he places an N95 mask over his face and tugs a cloth mask on top of it. He then pulls on a pair of goggles. He has used this safety protocol for the past 14 months. It did not change after he contracted the coronavirus last November. It didn't budge when earlier this month he became fully vaccinated. And even though President Biden said on Thursday that fully vaccinated people do not have to wear a mask, Mr. Glickman said he planned to stay the course. In fact, he says he plans to do his grocery run double masked and goggled for at least the next five years. 
Good for him. Good for Joe Glickman. So Joe Glickman apparently was at our softball game mm-hmm. yesterday. And if we continue to do everything based on what makes Joe Glickman comfortable, we're all going to be wearing masks and right. probably hazmat suits for the next five years. So, you know, we can't, that can't be where we are. Is that like, if one person says so, we have to all do it. Right. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I don't want to think about it anymore because I, I think that it, it just only only makes me angry. It makes me effing rip bleep to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and the thing is, and I it's think- terrible too, because, mm-hmm. because it's just terrible because I am not a tough guy, but I have my moments. Mm-hmm. And if I had a moment out there, especially amidst the people who we live in town with, mm-hmm. it would have ripple effects. There's no doubt. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, you know, clocking anybody, you know. No. But I don't, the, the way that we so quickly capitulated to the simple request that all of our people don gauze over their mouths so to labor their breathing... Because somebody else would feel more comfortable. Because the knee-jerk request to accommodate to, to accommodate that, you know, the knee-jerk uh, reaction to accommodate that immediately as being something so important and to to act upon is frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have a feeling that um, there's going to be more of this for a while. That the CDC can lift the regulations and Baker can lift the regulations all day long, but there are going to be other forces that enforce them whether that's you know coaches like ours have or- you reached out to the people the other parents who think like why minded mm-hmm. and and um so i talked to one parent who was there and like explained to her why the girls were wearing masks again and she said it was ridiculous and then she said you know i think our coach is too nice but i don't i she said i think i i like to think i'd make a different decision if it were me but you know, I'm not the coach, and I'm sure it's tough to make these decisions. So it was very nice and fair. It was nicer mm-hmm. and fairer than I was, probably. But um, I do want to talk about this mom in Lowell who was talking about sending her uh, kid to youth soccer, her six-year-old. Um, she said that yesterday she sent her six-year-old onto the field without a mask. We know the risk of outdoor transmission is incredibly low, and I had completed the required online health check confirming he wasn't sick. Yet I was quickly told by a member of the soccer board that he wouldn't be able to play without a mask on. In states like ours, we have wound these restrictions so deep that local-level parent volunteers are enforcing outdoor masking as a ticket to children's activities. That's exactly what you see. When I pushed back, her explanation was, I know the science, but this is the board's rule. So now we are enforcing rules for the rule's sake with zero rational health reason for doing so. How do we ever undo this? When do I get to decide what risk is okay for my child? More so, when do we collectively decide that children deserve better or at a minimum the same rules as adults? Please mask governor step in and unilaterally remove unnecessary outdoor masking for children we are losing our minds and she posts then shortly after she posted this came the announcement that baker was changing the rules and then she said false alarm massachusetts youth soccer association is now saying masks will still be required on benches and for coaches 
The MIAA, huh? this is the Massachusetts Interscholastic Athletic Association. This is like the NCAA for mm-hmm. Massachusetts school sports. Says no mass at all outdoors on bench dugout, no mass for spectators, etc. So here we go again with loads of conflicting guidance. Will the youth soccer stop adding unnecessary rules on the youngest kids? So this is, th- and this I think is so interesting to her point, kind of, that the the CDC doesn't actually control your life, our lives. The even Charlie Baker has limited control over your life. The people who are controlling your lives are like the people who volunteered to coach youth softball or youth soccer. The people who, you know, for example, on our youth little league, the person who runs the snack shack at the youth little league has a, a seat on the little league board. You know, and we happen to know that person, and she's great, but. Um, just as an example of like the sort of randomness of the people who are making these decisions about whether or not kids can play a sport without a mask. It's sort of insane that we've now delegated all these responsibilities to random people who have the power to enforce them or tell your kid that they can't participate in normal life activities like town sports. You know, that that's that now it's up to these people you know, whether or not your child has to wear something over your face. And like you were saying today, they have as much right to tell your kid they have to wear Mickey Mouse ears to participate in the sport. Right. Why is this? Why do they have this power? It's so weird. I mean, like, I can understand, like, pieces of the uniform, like a jersey or cleats or something that they can tell your kid they can't play without that. But since when do they get to dictate your entire life to let your kid play baseball when they're six years old? It's nuts. It's nuts. So look out for who runs things in your town because yes. they have a lot more power over your life than even like the president of the United States does. God, I can't. I keep just thinking about that parent coming over and talking to our coach, and I didn't know what he was saying. Hmm. I did hear him say something like, "Like yeah, I don't want to get involved, whatever." But I was like, "It can't be, it can't be." And the guy had like a America shirt on, so I'm like, "No, he couldn't be." So it just didn't in. in you know, this is this is how you do it. And the, the funny thing is, is like if I if I stand up for it, for the girls' right to be able to breathe, mm-hmm. I'll be amongst probably the majority of parents can be considered the defiant, the aggressor, mm-hmm. even though they want the gasping for air i want the let them breathe yeah they're there the ones been, who want the kids to yes. do something you're just there have been around 60 children mm-hmm. under the age of 12 who have died from during the coronavirus from the coronavirus right 60 out of many many millions mm-hmm. that is just about no children right in fact there is almost no chance that they could spread it to each other mm-hmm. anyway Mask, no mask, doesn't matter. It's not happening outside. Right. What are we clinging to, you sickos? What are you clinging to? There are some people, I think, at this point that just get off on making kids wear masks. I think there's there's something to that. There, there are always, like, adults who are, love being on a power trip over children. And, like, oh, really? forcing kids to, like, <clears throat> follow rules and stuff. But, um, and I think this just brings out like the worst in those types of people. But. <clears throat> All right, let's stay on on um theme here. 
And this is another part of the problem here. Here, this is the mm-hmm. top-down uh, problem that we've seen, right, for the last year. This is governor. It's Tim Murphy, right, mm-hmm. of New Jersey, right, with Jake Tapper. This guy should not have his job anymore. You'll hear why right now. Sure, a lot of parents are happy to hear their kids are going to be headed back to the classroom this fall. But why did you decide to go against the CDC guidance and and keep? the indoor mask mandates in place for fully vaccinated people. Good to be with you, Jake. I wouldn't say necessarily against it. We're just not ready yet. We're not ready yet, says Tim. Everybody, they're just not ready. No, no, still could. Still could. Somebody could die. Something could happen. I'm just feeling, it's a feeling I have in the pit of my stomach. Not ready. Um, We've been clobbered not once, but twice. We've lost over 26,000 people. We know the virus is half of what New York lost, but I understand. You know, everybody's been clobbered here, Tim. It's been happening all around the all around the world, as a matter of fact. More lethal indoors, and and you're asking somebody who's at, at the hardware store working there, or in a retail or a grocery store, to make the judgment on who's vaccinated, who's not. Uh, we're we're not there yet. We're close. I think we're you know within a, a matter of weeks. A of- person in a retail store. If they're vaccinated, mm-hmm. are they safe? Yes. Then why are they caring who's vaccinated and who's not? Well, maybe they haven't gotten vaccinated yet. The person in the retail store? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they have, or they could. They could, but maybe they haven't. Well. Maybe they have lacked that- uh, ac- access due to inequities in the vaccine distribution or something. Do you think there's, maybe there's the any... signups were online and they didn't know how to use a computer? <laughs> I forgot about that. That's a good getting to a better place. Our density usually helps us not in a pandemic. We want to make sure we get this right. How would you feel if a business said uh, if get it right? To so... what degree is it going to be right now? You've lost twenty six thousand. Yeah, they okay. have the highest per capita deaths in the country. OK, so you already got it wrong. So at this point, maybe you could salvage a little bit of freedom, freedom, ease, comfort, um, the um, the lifting of oppressive, uh, you know, mental health maladies from people which are exacerbated by these measures. Remember, we're supposed to earn normalcy because normalcy Mm -hmm. is good for us. Yeah. The CDC tells us the science and then we make policies based on science. That's what I was told this whole pandemic. You show proof that you've been vaccinated. You can come into our store or our establishment uh, without a mask. Uh, But if you don't, then then you you won't. I mean, there isn't the idea of an incentive to encourage people to get vaccinated, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd feel better about that for sure. Sorry, sir, you can't come in the hardware store. <laughs> no, Where's can't your do. Vaccine? you can, you can, and you can, you can't. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, Jerry hasn't been vaccinated. Really? Yeah, I said, Jerry, where you can just walk right in now. Why not? He said, Why should I? Yeah, I mean, I think there's starting to be some of that sentiment because they're pushing it so hard and like yeah. so many of them are jerks about it that a lot of people just at this point feel like, why should I even do it now? You're right. Because you, you want me to and I uh, hate you. You know what? It would also, yeah, it, it would also, <laughs> it would be easier for me to preach to Jerry had I not capitulated on the softball field. Jesus uh, but again, I don't think this is this is not remotely forever and always. This is a matter of a couple of more weeks on the clock. 
Listen, I think we were the first. Two weeks. Have I heard that before? Mm-hmm. Two weeks on the clock. You know what? You'll be able to handle it. Don't worry about that. You'll be able to handle it. That's how much we have left in Massachusetts, too, of our indoor mask mandates. I first think I'm going to start not wearing it now, though. In America to put in place uh, an indoor masking requirement. Sure you are. We know it's been hugely helpful. We don't know that, by the way. Yeah. We don't know a damn thing. We're mm-hmm. assuming it is. These are jobs saved or created right now. Yeah, there's not actually much evidence either way on the mask mandates. The death rates seem to be roughly the same. If we can save only one more life by waiting a couple of weeks longer, uh, I'll sign up for that. Now that is where he needs to be impeached (laughs) or recalled or whatever it is immediately. Yeah. You don't run a state based on saving one more life. You want to do it? You could save right now about 55 more lives if you close down the state highways right now. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. There's a lot of stuff you could do. Right mm-hmm. now, if you want to save a whole bunch of lives, you know, you could uh, stop selling booze immediately. There'll be some DUI deaths. People will drink themselves to death, you know, all sorts of other things. Violence, murders, you know, you, many murders occur where people are plastered. You, there's a whole bunch of things he could do right now. Mm-hmm. Just one more life. Yeah, anything for one life. Right. For just one life, 25 lives had to wear masks last night. Ten-year-old girls. Because one life was upset. I think uh, there was that it saved less than one life, though. The so you say five girls wearing masks. Not forever and always, uh, even though you're keeping the mask mandate in place for not for, for now. Well, what's the benchmark going to be to to lift uh, the mask restrictions? When he can be guaranteed that no more lives will be lost. Mm-hmm. Ever. That's Again. the benchmark. And when you look, take a more granular look at the possibilities. Well, then I'm sorry. Two more weeks. And a more granular look to there keeps there keeps being integers at the end of this uh, number here, right? You know, and if he runs out of integers, then those are numbers after the decimal point, right? Uh, no, those are decimals. Are they? What is an integer? An integer is a positive or negative whole number or zero. So like zero. Minus I don't think one, you're right on this. Three point one four seven seven. So all those other numbers That's after pie. those. I know that. I know, math geek, that that's pi. What I'm saying is, forget it. That's an irrational number. Yep. It's actually so it's also a, be a series. Okay. number. Okay, save it for uh, the 1570 project. These of health data points that are all yeah, right this- now, thank God, at long last, going in the right direction. Combination, we look at spot positivity, rate of transmission, hospitalizations, Ugh. ICU beds, the whole range of things that we look at. This is not what the people of New Jersey were promised last year. No, these are this standard now here. This threshold ain't at all like they were promised last year when they were told to hang in there. Again, all going well at the moment. Uh, we just want to keep, we've got this thing on the run. This is my simple. No, no, it has you on the run. You total in utter premise. We've got the virus on the run at long last. So once again. The most dangerous words that have been said by a governor since this thing has started. If we can save only one more life by waiting a couple of weeks longer, uh, I'll sign up for that. <sighs> Sucks to be New Jersey, but, you know. <laughs> and Massachusetts. Yeah, we you have live two there. more weeks. I'm getting out of here. Getting out of here, Alice. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Uh, and one of the reasons that we've had these mask mandates is, of course, that the country is run by a... Uh, a woman named Randy Weingard, Weingarten, 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 who is the president of the American Federation of Teachers, 
She makes the rules. She said uh, as much just yesterday. So essentially what happened was the CDC in February and March basically asked um, all sorts of different organizations to sit down with them and give them um, comments about what they thought was important. They talked to parent organizations. They talked to the two unions. We, they asked us for language. So in other words, the, CDD, the CDC requested an audience with Randy Weingarten. With Queen Randy of America. Exactly. And said, uh, Your Highness, doth tell us what to say and we will say it. And we gave them language when they asked us for it. But if you look at the public record, I was saying these things publicly, these kinds of things. So there's nothing nefarious about doing these kind, this kind of work. No, the orders I gave them, I said out loud as well. <laughs> That's right. There you go. How freaking crooked and messed up is this? Oh, okay, okay. Do I want to go to the kid? I'm not in a liking people mood today. Can you, why don't you um, go to Fauci explaining oh, why right. he's been wearing his mask indoors? Because um, we've heard so much about how the science has changed and how exciting it is that now we know the science. Fauci with George Stephanopoulos. How has it changed what you do? How has it changed your mask wearing practices? Well, you know, George, I'm obviously careful because, I mean, I'm a physician and a healthcare provider. I am now much more comfortable in, in people seeing me indoors without a mask. I mean... Before the CDC made the recommendation change, I didn't want to look like I was giving mixed signals. But being a fully vaccinated person, the chances of my getting infected in an indoor setting is extremely low. And that's the reason why in indoor settings now, I feel comfortable about not wearing a mask because I'm fully man, I'm fully vaccinated. This guy just cannot stop bragging about himself. <laughs> I use something called deception, George. Incredible. Yeah, I didn't want to. I was just trying to show people that masks were important. I mean, it didn't do anything. I love that. He asks, you know, so the CDC has changed their guidance. How has that changed what you do? And he says, so now I let people see me inside without a mask. So it didn't change what he does. It changes who he allows to see him not masking indoors because he obviously knew the chances of him getting sick were really low. And it's so funny, too, because this is exactly what Rand Paul accused him of a couple of weeks ago. In the congressional hearing, right. saying that it was theater, him wearing all these masks indoors right. when he was fully vaccinated. And he said, no, no, it's not theater masks. Keep us safe. This is very important. <laughs> and now he's turned around and said, yeah, I just you know, didn't want to send mixed signals. I wanted <laughs> you guys to think this was the right thing to do, even though I knew it was all BS the whole time. You've been vaccinated and you parade around in two masks for show. No, you can't get it again. There's almost no. there's virtually zero percent chance you're going to get it. And yet you're telling people with them that have had the vaccine who have immunity. You're defying everything we know about immunity by telling people to wear a mask who've been vaccinated. No. Instead, you should be saying there is no science right. to say we're going to have a problem from the large number of people being vaccinated. You want to get rid of vaccine hesitancy? Tell them they can quit wearing their mask after they get the vaccine. You want people to get the vaccine? Give them a reward instead of telling them that the nanny state's going to be there for three more years and you got to wear a mask forever. People don't want to hear it. There's no science behind it. Well, let me just state for the record that masks are not theater. Masks are protective. 
And we you have ask immunity people, there, theater. If you already have immunity, you're wearing a mask to give comfort to others. Paul, you're not you're wearing a mask because of like any Dr. sign. Fauci. I, I right. totally disagree with you. <laughs> yeah, they are theater. He in totally four disagrees with you, except until he doesn't on TV with George <laughs> Stephanopoulos. <laughs> they are theater, um, um, except, um, right. And when it comes to our daughters, they are theater of pain and will be. Uh, while the Randy Weingartners in the big fat loser at softball uh, decided on the other side the parent and um, the the person badgering the woman at UMass as well. That is what it is right now. Please. Oh, goodness. goodness. So tomorrow is softball? Tomorrow is another softball game. Who are we playing? Do you know? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I already gave them. I don't want. I don't want spectators. <laughs> I appreciate it if you want to stop by, but uh, we're going to keep this uh, in-house. Mm. All right. Speaking of uh, incarcerated, a little kid named John spoke at the Martin County, which is in Florida, Martin County School Committee meeting. He's sick of the COVID uh, restrictions as well. And uh, I'll just let me play this and you just tell me what you think. Turned 10 years old. Talk a little closer to that. So can... I just turned 10 years old, and I am a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch. And we also have to wear masks outside at PE and on track. Okay. So, so far, he is delivering this very well. Mm -hmm. It's really read as if he wrote it. I don't love kids going up. First of all, it's a waste of time. If I'm an adult, I'm already at this godforsaken meeting. <laughs> I don't like the idea that kids are talking. Some people like town council oh. meetings and stuff. Oh. Um. <clears throat> Obviously, the kid's there for effect. I don't think that he said, Mommy, I want to speak to town meeting. She, he's obviously a, the kind of kid who definitely loves school. <laughs> definitely. This kid is, the the way he speaks, his vocabulary, the really like stellar uh, performance here shows that he's, uh, you know, he's mm -hmm. undoubtedly a very good student. Do we love it? Mm. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed. First of all, who's, he sounds like uh, the beaver. I love my school and all. <laughs> he does. He does sound like he's who straight out of like a 50s sitcom. Yeah, who talks like that? And that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. All right, now it's getting interesting. Now I like this because he's <laughs> dropping dimes. He's uh, not quite naming names, but close to it. One teacher walks around with a clipboard mm -hmm. for referrals, and it scares me. <laughs> now I like he's building a case here. I don't know who did the ghostwriting, which is an industry I very much respect and would happily work in, by the way. Uh, but... Um, but um, I'm intrigued by this kid. Okay. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So we have the water drinking. We weren't mm -hmm. allowed to have water, which is like, this is some... 
you because know, of the voter ref- line, Georgia ex- voter line sympathy, please. Right. And then, uh, and then, like she had her mask down too. Exactly. So. This is the referral Nazi <laughs> who roams the halls with the uh, with her clipboard of yes, doom, with her uh, jackboots resonating, echoing down the halls. This happens a lot, and it seems unfair. Teachers take their masks off while they're. Yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there's a word for this, and she said there is. Hold on before he gets to it. This is... It's a little coached. Yeah, I would say this is carefully <laughs> constructed. So they take their masks off. All right, team, why do they take their masks off? Oh, 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 to yell at the kids. Yes, that's why they take their masks off. Hypocrisy. Wearing a mask all day makes me feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches. Sometimes I'm... He's moved on from them being craven hypocrites who don't practice what they preach to now the... This is where the money comes in. Mm-hmm. To now the damage, the existential damage being done to this poor fellow. This one, I need to lay low in the dark. Ow. Until they're gone. My mask also sticks to my face. He's got headaches and needs to lay in the dark, Alice. Wow. Tough, man. When it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe. I feel like I can't catch my breath and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished... T- I do notice a pattern here and it reminds me of the softball game last night. Mm-hmm. He cites a bunch of examples of when he's made to feel badly. Mm-hmm. Makes him feel scared. Makes him feel upset. Angry. Makes him feel angry. Yeah. Makes him feel sick. Mm-hmm. So his feelings, this is certainly meant to blot out the feelings of the people on the other side who would be more comfortable if he wears his mask. Mm-hmm. Taking all of my FSAs and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. Now that has happened in my very mm-hmm. own softball games. Seeing yep. the girls' faces, you can't recognize them because now you used to just have the eyes and like haircuts. <laughs> now suddenly you have faces and like, who are you? Well, I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her. Man, he is really putting the crosshairs on a few of these folks. Her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should too. I have allergies, and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair, and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any hey, other Johnny. people we go. for permission for. Please make masks optional. Today It would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. Thank you, John. You did a good job. <laughs> She's like, thank you, John. You did a good job, just like you did last week, and the week before, <laughs> and the week before. I like the kid. I also like his message. I'm going to grant him a pardon for being showboating on behalf of his parents. Good for you, John. Good speech. Uh, yeah, I mean, the it's a little... They lay it on a bit thick, I would say. And even though I, I think it's terrible to have kids in masks all day i don't necessarily buy all the claims of extreme harm to children brought on by <laughs> mask wearing that i sometimes see amongst parents who are telling me that it causes bacterial pneumonia and all kinds of things so um 
Um, all right. Now, speaking of school, someday mm-hmm. John can matriculate to college, at which time uh, maybe the taxpayers, you and I, Alice, yeah, will forgive $50,000 of his uh, student loan debt. How exciting it's for him. possible thing. Chuck Schumer on a call to, I assume, either the New York... Um, What's it called? Constituency? Is that what they're called? No, the New York delegation mm-hmm. or uh, all of the Democrats or maybe just a committee was very excited about the prospect of this. President Biden, with flick of a pen, would cancel student debt tomorrow through executive action. That's the beauty of this, that we can get him to do this. And as you know, uh, Elizabeth Warren's been my partner on this in the Senate. We've all been pushing to get President Biden to cancel $50,000 worth of debt. If the United States cancels $50,000 worth of student debt so that the Range Rover crowd in Wellesley catch a cool break mm-hmm. um, and all these other people took stupid classes and then feel entitled to a, a, a middle a, a, a living, feel entitled because they took stupid English literature classes and they have a cool diploma behind them and they're credentialed and they got to feel smart and F off for four years and you know get high, drunk, and be melodramatic for four years. Mm-hmm. If they... Uh, if we give them a nod, well, 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 right, when we don't to everybody else, which is just a giveaway to the white middle class, this is exactly what this right. is, um, that I'm going to join an outfit I call ISIS. <laughs> that is a promise. And I will do it proudly. Are they still active? I don't know. Whatever, You're restarting uh, whatever they them? Are. Where, yes, that's right. That's right. I am going to. Uh, I can't believe, I, I mean, I can't imagine they would damage their uh, prospects electoral prospects that much because i think that would just be so divisive and damaging to them as a party and and i think it's really dangerous by the way that he's pushing this idea that biden has this power because uh i think it's really toxic to go around telling people that the president is allowed to just cancel your debts for you with the flick of a pen yes right uh because then if that's fine and there's no bad consequences to doing that and the president has that power, then why isn't the president just canceling everybody's debts all the time? Why does anybody have any debt? Why do you have car payment? Why do you have anything? How come the president, I mean, a lot, and you could say, well, that's, you know, we're talking about government debt, uh, you know, loans backed by the government, but tons of people, the majority, I believe, of homeowners have mortgages that are backed by Fannie and Freddie and these these government um housing mm-hmm. programs you know so this is these are um this is a lot of money involved in this so if you float around the idea that it's a good plan for the president just to start wiping out people's debt then we're gonna see a lot more people clamoring for the government to forgive a lot more debt right right now we've got a uh one beat up car mm-hmm. with only one headlight working by the way if you didn't know that i didn't i see uh, it dangling yeah <laughs> maybe that maybe that's related um and if i stop paying them mm-hmm. they get the car back they send squirrely dudes in the nighttime and they come here and they throw their own key in the car and they drive it away right and the bank gets that back if we foreclose and if the house gets foreclosed on because mm-hmm. we don't pay them they take the house back right um, and this is um, generally how these things go. My feeling is this is if you want your debt forgiven, that's fine. Just give the education back. Right. And when you can find a way to do that, then that's perfectly fine. I think that's that's a fair thing to do. Mm-hmm. You want to be unburdened by the debt? That's fine. Just be unburdened by the education as well. And certainly the degree. You don't get to have the degree. Right. 
No, you don't get to put that on your resume no. that you're a graduate of wherever if, you know. You don't, nobody is if forced. If we're repoing into, your Nobody's your forced into college debt. debt. Right, you're no. paying, they have, they're, they go through the whole thing with you and show you how much money you're going to need. And you sign up for all these different kind of loans and grants, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. to try to make it work. It's all there. You see those real numbers there. They do all the work for you, right there. You mm-hmm. see them. Yeah, there. you actually, you have to fill out a lot of applications and all kinds of forms and give them your tax return. It's actually like a lot of work to take on college debt. It doesn't just right. fall on you out of the sky. You so don't that's just the thing: is check that, the wrong box and end up with debt. Right. You have you get some uh, jerk off marks. I'm sorry about that. Of Marxist uh, to to um, spoon feed you knowledge about how bad the country is. Uh, but you have to pay the school, unfortunately, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a year to do it. That's the de- You wanted that deal. That's the deal you get. You get to feel important and rele- relevant for four years and also, get, you know, party and learn to smoke weed and hook up. You know, it's all, it's a fun four years. But when you get four years of educational six flags, mm-hmm. you have to pay for it. That's what happens. <laughs> it doesn't seem hard. No. And to think that somehow you're entitled, entitled. Let me tell you one thing. First of all, you're not, first of all you're not entitled to student. Imagine that there are people who are working right now, saving so that they can go to college and do it the right way. There are people who are going to college by day, working by night, absolutely killing themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people have to put college off because they can't afford it right now. You're not entitled to. I need college now when I'm 18. Right now, I get to have it all now. The one I want, I get to have it now. No, if you can't afford it, then no. Sorry, then just get a job. ROTC, do something else. Yeah. The words are out there. No, college was the best time of my life. Well, that's too damn bad. First of all, as somebody who has spent even recently a lot of time interviewing college grads, you got screwed, okay? <laughs> With very few exceptions. Mm-hmm. Please. God. Uh, colleges. My God. I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. You start throwing away 50 grand to middle class white people. Uh, if I'm a black person asking for reparations, Tom Shattuck is saying to you, hey, man, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how little, uh, you know, Muffy uh, Cunningham gets bailed out. For something that she gets, but you get nothing from the. Since we're giving away free stuff, you get looked over again. Sorry about that. Talk to your good liberal friends who are doing this, the good progressives who are doing this, walking, sidestepping your issue right over to college and uh, middle class folks. But that's just life. Which brings us, Alice, to um, to uh, Harry. I wrote Harry Truman on this cut. I don't think it is. I don't think Dax Shepard spoke to Harry Truman thinking about it. I think he spoke, spoke to... What's Harry's last name? Windsor? Uh, yes. Is it? Yeah. He's Harry Windsor, I believe. It's the House of Windsor, is he? I or believe. maybe he's Sussex now. Maybe he's Harry Sussex. I don't know. I, I don't know why how he has any of these titles anymore. He's not supposed to. By the way, this Dax Shepard, it's so funny. He's a guy... Do you know him? No. He's a guy... I didn't know him either, but I, saw, I finally Google image searched him today. And if you're my age, you have seen... The entertainment community tried to make a star out of this guy for 30 years. He was, they were trying to launch sitcoms with, with him in the 90s that were just like, you know, Seinfeld, I'm sorry, Friends, etc. Mm-hmm. You know, there was always something that this guy, his, 
uh, an interesting bit of all of his stuff flopped, unfortunately. But it's interesting. I never get away from this guy. I, I don't know anything about him. He might be a great guy, but he his he never quite made it. He almost he was right there. They wanted him to make it. He was supposed to make it. He mm-hmm. just didn't. So here's Dax Shepard with Harry Truman, uh, the husband of Meghan Markle, um, and a couple of topics he. Uh, talks about you're in the tiniest in group of all time like there's the whole country and then there's you guys and you're standing in one direction and they're standing in the other direction looking at you the whole world yeah the whole world i was liking it to truman show what's happening i have lost obs that's the program we use to make the videos you've totally lost it all of it it totally went away i don't know where it went just gone yep i'm gonna start recording again it was here a minute ago are you sure it's not opening a like hidden window in the back? As a as a Mac person, sometimes I've got like my whole every, my whole desktop slides to the left, and a new ones there. I'm like, oh, I guess. No, I, I don't know. Oh, don't that's vicious. I don't know. Sorry, kid, but here's let's get back to uh, Harry Windsor or whatever his name is. Have you yeah, seen that movie? Yep. It's a mix between uh, you, the Truman Show and being in a zoo. Yes. Well, that's funny you'd say that because a couple of the snaps I've had in public, regrettably, I've said that you're not at the. F- zoo oh, and i'm it. not a bear I'm not, I'm not the attraction yes <laughs> aside from that you were kind of cast into a movie without being asked which is kind of a wild wild thought i don't know that anyone could actually Understand comprehend that. yeah yeah your truman show would have to be the closest thing but that's why you said truman right oh, okay truman that's show. right okay that's what it meant okay <laughs> um so so here's the thing is that you, Dax Shepard, did ask to be a bear at the zoo. Yes. He's been trying to be a bear at the zoo forever. He just doesn't want to, the unexciting parts about being a bear at the zoo. He wants to be under the lights and the red carpet and the cool stuff, not talking to some kid at Friendly's who wants an autograph. That's not right, good. Yeah. That's when he's a bear at the zoo. Sometimes he loves being a bear at the zoo. As far as Harry Truman goes, <laughs> um, yes, a Truman show in a circus. Well, right. But that is it. That's the deal. That's why you're a millionaire, Harry. That's why your family has all this money. That's why you get to wear fancy clothes and all the other stuff and live in palaces and all the things. And and go off and have wonderful uh, yacht vacations Mm -hmm. with with uh, cool young people. And right. have wonderful that's, times in the uh, in the Riviera in all sorts of things. That's purely the beneficence of the British taxpayer for you to be a bear at the zoo. That's right. what this whole deal is. Right, and it was always good for you. You had a great time doing it and relished in it. And you know, really, when well, you look aside at aside from the mother, dying well, when you look the at the if you, when you look at the the conditions of the world around mm-hmm. you, it's kind of a fortunate position to be in. Generally speaking, yes. So, bad Harry Truman. We got one more here. Another Harry Truman uh, cut. There's so much I want to say about the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't understand it, but it is bonkers. I don't want to start sort of going down the First Amendment route because that's a huge subject and one of which I don't understand because I've only been here for a short period of time. So there's much more to that cut, but I didn't have the good version. So he says is that people can use the First Amendment and essentially say whatever they want and get rich off of those things that they say. So my example would be, for instance, using the First Amendment to say that some in the royal family were being racist to you and having Oprah pay you for an interview. Yeah, not to mention getting a Netflix show to talk about right. yourself and a podcast to talk about yourself and all kinds of things. They got in trouble recently, though, because apparently she's promoting a beauty company that makes skin whitening creams. Oh. <laughs> 
So uh, that's okay. Um, but there was one other story I wanted to share with you, and I don't know how to segue to it because it's not related to anything. Mm-hmm. But um, I do feel that we need to cover this because um, the QAnon shaman's attorney has been talking, giving media interviews about how his client was taken advantage of by Trump, who fooled him into thinking this whole thing. And uh, Chansley, that's the QAnon shaman, and all these other people wouldn't have ever done something like this without Trump's instigation. So this is what they're going with as a defense. But get this, what he told Talking Points Memo about his, this is about his client. Um, The attorney's name is Watkins. Watkins said his client had Asperger's syndrome and indicated that Chansley's mental state and the impacts of Trump's propaganda efforts would play a role in his case. A lot of these defendants, and I'm going to use this colloquial term, perhaps disrespectfully, but they're all effing short bus people, Watkins told (laughs) Talking Points Memo. These are people with brain damage. They're effing retarded. They're on the GD spectrum. But they're our brothers, our sisters, our neighbors, and our co-workers. They're part of our country. These aren't bad people. They don't have prior criminal history. F. They were just subjected to four plus years of GD propaganda, the likes of which the world has not seen since effing Hitler. Oh, that is great. That is great. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, you know, if you don't have your attorney, who do you have? So um, the criminal defense is going well. I, I like that guy is the favorite <laughs> attorney in my life currently, uh, Watkins. He's my guy. I have nothing but respect for him. Woo. Thanks so much, everybody. It's been another Burn Barrel Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod and at Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast. We have a website, BurnBarrelPodcast.com. And a YouTube channel that is Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel on YouTube as well. Smash that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Alice, that's what I say now. You know why I say that now? Because uh, you heard it from cool people like no, me? No, because what was I doing today? Oh, you were smashing abs. No, I was crushing abs. Crushing abs. Sorry. I don't know. That's right. I'm crushing <laughs> abs because what am I now? Then. Oh, we didn't point out that airlines are now thinking of weighing people oh who are getting you on know what? planes. Hold off, hold off. Let's get to that really quick. I am uh, smashing abs today. Two days in a row I've been hitting the gym. I probably look a little more ripped than usual. So you are going to be okay to take flights mm-hmm. because airlines are reporting that um, they're the, they bear the responsibility to make sure that their planes uh, right. are not carrying too much weight. So one way that they've decided to do this is they want to start randomly weighing people at the gate to get a more accurate assessment of the average weights of people on the planes. This should be good. So um, they are they are thinking that they're going to start um, weighing people on the planes and, and that randomly selected people will have to weigh in to get on the plane. So I think that's going to go well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Looks like we're taking the bus, Alice. Um, I hope you're. Uh, I hope I'm you're not ready. taking the bus. I'm taking the bus. I'm walking. We'll you know? meet you in Orlando. Okay. Well, let's see if I keep smashing. I'm sorry. If I keep crunch, crushing abs, we'll see. Maybe I can get in the aeroplane with you. Once again, this was the Burn Barrel Podcast. You can uh, smash the subscribe button on YouTube, I guess, or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Leave an Apple Podcast review too. Those are supposedly good. Yeah, smash the five stars. Smash the five stars on the uh, Apple podcast. Um, and what else is going on in the world? Uh, go to Spotify and leave uh, Spotify? 10 endorphins. 
se la vi. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com. <laughs> 